gonna walk. We're gonna walk back across the trench and make it into that seafloor station. Those suits have two hours air tops. They're only designed for brief extravehicular work. You will go slow and steady. They'll hold. It's three kilometers. You'll be defenseless out there. What do you want from me, Mac? This is what we got, and this is what we're going to do. Half our team is dead, and I'm not losing the other half. What's it about creature features that in the 80s, they were huge. Well, even, not oh, take that back. It's probably the 50s, 60s, 70s, from Roger Corman to, to Joe Dante in, in the 80s to, to whatnot. We, we love our creature features. Uh, even until recently, uh, Planet of the, not Planet of the Apes, I guess that doesn't count, but King Kong would be a creature feature probably. Yes. Or, uh, Godzilla. Yep. Uh, all box office hits uh, might not be well received, but they still did pretty well. But a, a creature feature is kind of a uh, is a is a safe bet for a studio, um, whether it's a small feature or a, or a big blockbuster feature. And uh, but lately, I don't know. I think the surge has dropped a little bit, and. Even before it even gets released, it's already got bad press. And we talked about the Meg. This is where we're going with this. We talked about the Meg a few a couple of years ago. Um, I really enjoyed it for what it was. I understand that why people wouldn't like it. It's one of those films where you can't argue with someone for not liking it because you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> but fuck, come on, you know? Uh, leave your brain at the door and have a good time. That's it. That's uh, now in the in the, we we talked about the Meg. I stuck up for it quite a bit, but I did have some negative uh, comments. Uh, the big one was where is the gore? You know, if you're gonna do, you know, the need to be gore. Jason Statham went on record. I was not pleased that this was not going to be R rated. Um, even though he's the star, he really has no say in where where the production ends up, in what direction it ends up going. In fact, the Meg was shot R-rated. There is gore out there. There are violent scenes, but the studio decided to go safe bet and went with the PG-13. And I hate that. Um, yeah, that, that's one of my major um, problems with um, the first Meg. Uh, is not the second, but we'll get to that. But yeah, the, the play to safe went for PG-13, and there's no gore. And, yeah, disappointing. And this is probably one of the reasons John Turtle didn't come back for a second, just because he was very pissed. Don't blame him. Because he told, he, he told everyone that there is an R-rated version of this, and that he doesn't know why it's not getting released. Rumor has it the studio were a bunch of dicks and just got rid of the footage, so it's not available anymore. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise but, me. Yeah, I, I don't understand what's going on there in the... Uh, uh, is it Dubala Vinitaria? I can't. I always butcher his name, but he's the big producer of this yes. one. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of his stuff. He's a big wig for uh, Warner Brothers. So, um, but yeah, I'd like to see that copy. So get it fucking out, asshole. Yeah. Uh, um, it's. I mean, I have a lot of problems with the original Meg. I find it's just flat. There's no tension. Um, boring. Um, two dimensional characters. Terrible acting. 
I mean, strangely enough, Jason Statham carries it decently enough. But um, some of the other characters in it, um, such as, you know, the Asian woman who says love interest with the child, um, she's really wooden. Um, a lot of the line delivery, not just by her, but by so many others, is just, it's, it's amateur art. And, but, but ultimately, a creature feature should be exciting and great fun. Look, it's not meant to be Shakespeare. Creature features, they're meant to be good fun. I mean, you go right back to the 30s, 40s and 50s, 50s especially, um, and the 80s, as you've mentioned. You know, you know those creature features. They were always great fun. Um, with a fair bit of gore, especially in the eighties, you don't get any of that here. And so things like the bad acting by people like Ruby Rose, it, it sticks out like a sore thumb. And it's not like so bad it's good fun. It's like so bad it's fucking bad. <laughs> you know, you know, and a lot of people might beg piggyback on that. I disagree with you. I would agree with you. That it's not. I would disagree with you that you say it's not fun. I had a good time watching the Meg. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 come on. I mean, <laughs> but there's nothing exciting happens. I, I didn't care for the characters. Yeah, that that it, it's funny because the reason we're talking the Meg right now because we're about to talk Meg two is because what the Meg two gets right, and we'll discuss that is everything this one doesn't do right. The Meg two turns it up a notch and gets some of it right. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, the the characters in the first one, especially you mentioned Ruby Rose, <laughs> but you've got competent actors here. Rain Wilson was brilliant as Dwight in the Office. Yes. You've got Cliff Curtis, who I love to see. You want to see Cliff Curtis? He plays Mac here. Great in Training Day. If you want to see him in something, Robert Taylor, who's on a great show called Long Mayor, I, I really like. Uh, Ruby Rose, Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> my God. Even uh, the guy who plays DJ Paige Kennedy was really solid. And the guys who we actually I thought were okay in the Meg are the ones they come back. Yes, they brought them, the, the, the ones who were decent enough. Um, Mac and yes, DJ that, especially. Yeah, Mac, DJ. Um, it was nice. I don't really care that she's back or not. Mei Ying's back. Yes, it's, it's the same actress. Yes. Yeah, so it's nice to see her, you know. In this, you know, she's locked. It is a throne for these types of, uh, especially modern creature features, where they have to throw a kid in. Jurassic Spielberg did it with Jurassic Park. It's to keep the kids sort of, uh, you know, they can relate to these characters apparently. But yeah, it's it sort of. It was pretty obvious that we're going to bring her back. Uh, and and instead with the actress, she's a lot better, obviously, and a lot older than she was in the original. But she's only a kid, so I I didn't mind her in either film. She's a bit corny and annoying in, in the first one. But, um, yeah, nice enough to see her back. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree that they basically looked at the mistakes, and there are a lot of them in the first one, and they have fixed some of them. So with the Meg, you had John Turtletub, who was the, uh, the, on the director's chair this time. And that time, that is. And I, I think he's a wonderful director. The National Treasures, one of my favorites. Um but he knows how to do cheesy fun, good, with corny lines. But at the same time, you kind of feel for the characters. And you're going to laugh at the first one. His first, I don't think it's his freshman outing, but it's very close, was a movie he did, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, back in 1990. I remember that. I remember renting it out. And it was a solid little film. Um, and then he did Cool Runnings, which is another yes. fun film. So he, he's, But Cool Runnings, you had... No name actors, couple couple new name, names like obviously John Candy, God love him, mm-hmm. and but you had camp with that, 
but at the same time, you really went with the characters and you, you, you rooted for them. So if anyone could have taken what he was given with the mag, John Turtlebub should have been able to do that. Studio interference. Yeah, the only thing I can say was, because there's no way someone like John Turtlebub would have cast Ruby Rose. Mm-hmm. Because you've got Jason Statham, Rain, like guys I just mentioned, who are competent uh, actors, and then you throw her in? What the fuck? Yeah, it, it, it just jarred. And uh, also, um, the um, I don't know, the, I forget the name of the actress who plays his ex-wife. What's the point in that character? You know what I mean? Just completely pointless. Uh, and again, they get rid of her for the second one. Um, so that they, yeah. which was a wise decision. Yeah, I, th- and think that, I think that was, I'm probably wrong, Jessica McAmey. She's Lori. Was she Lori? Yes, his ex-wife. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The one where he get yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty pointless. But I don't I don't care about that. I mean, there's some inconsistencies with the Meg with the shark size and so forth and what we were kind of misled in the poster a bit to what we were going to get. And uh it was it was half produced uh, by a Chinese company and the Chinese company uh they're big into their action films. They they did some wonderful stuff. I've seen it a lot of it, um, especially adventure and, and uh, catastrophe kind of films. Yeah, but and they merged with uh, Warner Brothers. Uh, well, there's a big Chinese influence here. I mean, that, that that's um, pretty obvious. And yeah, yeah, you know, no, it is, and that's fine. And that's where the hokiness I think comes in mm-hmm. because they they like to do hokey with their what they call their darker stuff. Just to let people know, hey, we're just having fun here. Yes. Wink, wink. But see, see, and that's fine. But the problem is, there was no. The problem is, it got so hokey the mag that even when the drama happened, you didn't care because the hokiness is 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 over, is is pretty much drowned. Pardon the pun. The serious stuff. The, the problem here, um, in, in the first mag, I, I don't believe was the um, Asian Chinese. Um, studio because well, I don't know, but certainly Asian um, cinema in general know how to have fun and they know how to go over the top, especially with the gore and stuff. I believe it was the Western American studio who played it safe, and yeah, there's serious problems with um, flat characters, no tension, characters that you don't care about. You know, and it's it's just oh, it's it's it, it's bad. It remi- you know what it reminded me of. Um, speaking of the Chinese influence as well. Um, it, it, it reminds me of Moonfall. Um, the Meg one is to no, um, that's not fair. That's not creature features. What the Moonfall is to that's science fiction. Yes, Moonfall's a lot worse. What I would admit, but it just it, it there are shades of it here in the first one. Yeah. No. Yeah. You. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I actually really enjoyed the Meg because at the at the end of the day, I put a smile on my face. I'm a Jason Statham fan. It was so corny. You rolled your eyes, but you fucking laughed. Yeah, well, St- a good time. Stephen can and pull me, that off. Yeah. Well, he did. So he's done his job. and But I well, obviously I can see every comment that's being made against it, like I said in the beginning of the podcast. But uh, this will be kind of a fun one because we're going to see what... It sounds like I'm ripping on the mag. And I am. That's all mine. But yeah. but I enjoyed it, but you didn't. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see what the Meg 2 done. And the funny thing is, the Meg 2's got worse reviews. And guys, I'm telling you right now, fucking clueless whoever's reviewing this, because this is 100 times better than the Meg. They have tweaked it quite a bit. And watching it again a couple times, believe it or not, I've watched this thing a few times, um, is that 
they really fixed a lot of the issues I had with the mag, and I got to applaud them for that. Besides the violence, yeah, they yes, more yes, I was going to say it's still not perfect, um, and it's still not you know that they haven't quite mastered it, but it's a hell of a lot better than the first one. That's right. So John Turtle is not back this time. We got I'm shocked. <laughs> we got independent horror slash fucking thriller i don't know weird stuff yeah ben wheatley yeah um he does you know he's a lot more darker stuff movie you guys want to recommend that first one pops in my head is a movie called kill list yes it is a disturbing little film a field in england Uh, is i mean it's it's just it's it's really sort of hard to believe that the the guy who directed a field in england um also directed this but you know for for play to him you know well, Ben Wheatley's on my side. He took the part because a a director always always needs to spot you know spread his wings a little bit and do something more studio based. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking cool with that. And he actually is a fan of the Meg. He said he's pretty much the yes, reasons I've said. That's right. People take it too seriously. They want to have fun with it, and he just wanted to you know get his feet wet and be able to tweak it a little get bit. His feet wet, I like has, that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, so, you know, kudos for him to do that. I mean, that's way outside the box. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, way, way. It's like Tarantino wanted to do Star Trek, that rumor that yes. was going on a while. For, way, way outside the box for him. So I applaud him for trying to do something different. And I take it back. It's not the word trying. He did, and quite frankly, pulled it off because I'm a fan of this movie. Um, I think it's better than the original. So let's see what we've got, what worked. The returning cast. You've got Statham, you know, Cliff Curtis, as we take May Ying's back. You got Paige Kennedy, Pippin the Dog's back. Yes. For all your fans from the original. And we got some newcomers. We got Jing Wu, who plays Jimmy. We're just going to go with Jimmy. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, Jess, who's played by, that's, she's the bad, she's the, I will say, at least it tries to do, I mean, come on, guys, you're fucking Hollywood writers. Yeah. I think that's one thing that might have hurt this. Kind of is that you brought the same writers back, yeah, and yeah, it might be comfortable to have the same writers, but the problem is sometimes they'll stick with what works or sadly what doesn't, and they try to do this plot twist where there's someone sabotaging the Marine One, and guys, I knew it was just within two seconds. Yeah, absolutely, I mean, uh, all the signs are there. I mean, it's yeah, it's not a big twist whenever you find out. Let's yeah, say. yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got uh, Driscoll, who's the bad girl. Yep. Uh, that's Sienna Gilroy. She's actually an established young uh, actress there. And she plays the head of everything. And again, she's in the, you know, the big war ceremony. And you think she's, yeah, she's the, well, no, she's the head of all of this whole. Yep. It's chaos. obvious she's a villain as well. Yeah, it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much, this is what they've done. And this is, a, this is what the Meg should have been. This should have been the original Meg. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is just remake it. Mm-hmm. That's because, I'll give you an example. The film, the first, literally, almost three quarters of it takes place down in the trench. Yeah, it's Jules Verne, um, 20,000 yeah. Leagues Under the Sea. It is a homage to films I grew up with. Leviathan, The Abyss, uh, just recently a film called Underwater. And... If you watch the original Meg, they cop they did this twice, and it's kind of a cheat. He goes down to save these uh, soldiers or the submarine or whatever will happen there. Yes, and he's got to sacrifice. He's got to close the, the hatch, 
and sacrifice some of them to save the rest. And this will be a, a, a side story uh, throughout the Meg franchise. And then he goes back and has to do the exact same thing, but his wife's involved this time. And it's like, come on, mm-hmm. the same fucking thing? Yeah, that's in the first one. Yes, yes. Yes. And so what they do here is they decide, let's just keep the whole thing under the water in the trench. And let's introduce us to some new creatures. And, let, and let's make man the villain this time. Yeah. So that was cool. Something a little different. And so you kind of get two kind of two films here. Because quite frankly, the Meg has nothing to do with this film besides a little cameo. And they take out some of the... Uh, returning uh, characters. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, or the, uh, you know, what's that? Yeoman Smith, I think they call him on Star Trek. You know, the, the guys you know aren't going to survive. Yes. Oh, oh, sorry. The um, the Red Shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah, they're basically big shark fodder. Yeah. So the opening, we're, we're now, we have Jason Statham is now Aquaman. <laughs> he is, <laughs> he works for the uh, uh, the Oceanic Institute and he pretty much stops people from, you know, dumping oil into the ocean. Radioactive waste and stuff. stuff. And he kick, yeah. But not only that, he kicks the shit out of them as well because he's well, Jason Statham. <laughs> that's what worked. And yeah, I guarantee totally. you, Wheatley yeah. said something. Wheatley probably said something. Listen, I mean, Wheatley's English, I think. So yes, he probably yeah. grew up watching Station, you know, Transporter and all these films mm-hmm. as a youngin. And he's probably like, I want to see Jason Statham kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can fight sharks and shit. That's fine. But he wants to see Statham what we know him as. Yeah. So he quite a bit peppers in some nice little, well-choreographed action for a guy who doesn't do a lot of action. Yes. And the opening sequence of Silly's Camp It Is... It's still, we get to see him kicking somebody's ass. <laughs> and that works for me. Yeah, totally, because it's Jason Statham. That's what you want to watch a Jason Statham film for. You know what I mean? A bit of tongue-in-cheek fighting and action. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, so and he does pepper that in well. So, yeah, so he gets picked up. You find Mac is, is still with him. Yes. And then you also reintroduce to Riga. I think so, yeah. So it's something like that, yeah. Yeah, Riga, Rigas, Rigas, and she's kind of like the pilot. Mm-hmm. And then there we are, and now we're introduced to Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, he, he's kind of like the Tony Stark of the group. Yes, he invents these these underwater suits, but not only does he invent underwater suits, Jesus, you saw this coming a mile away near the the end of the film with the bleeper. Yeah, he's got a beeper <laughs> underwater that could control the Meg. Which will obviously be followed up in the sequel as well, if they make Meg 3, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, it's kind of funny. Yeah. And, but again... But he's also the brother of the love interest from the first one, and also the um, the son of, you remember the sort of mentor, sort of Chinese guy from the first one as well? Yeah, yeah, the one who, yeah. The one we were supposed to have that powerful moment, we didn't. Yes, exactly. Well, um, but yeah, it's yeah, he's he's the uncle of Mei Ying. He's quite likable. He, he's a pretty good he, character. I like him. No, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. They replaced Ruby Rose and all these hacks that didn't do much. Yes, and they peppered in these new actors and quite likable. Absolutely, yeah. Even uh, uh, was his Monta? Um, was it Montes? Montes? 
the bad guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, he's very he's likable. Yeah, he's over the top. He's very eighties in tone, you know, type thing. You know, obviously Wheatley's watched some, you know, eighties action films. Maybe he's a fan of them or whatever. And you know, you've got that. You know, he even has this sort of big mustache and stuff. You know, just to make him a true villain. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's yeah, cool. you could take and he this has guy and over the top death as well. So yeah, yeah. You could you could easily take this guy and throw him into the set of Commando, Predator, exactly, <laughs> or Mission Action, Rambo. Yes, hundred percent. And that's all intentional. And I'm totally cool with that. You know, I love that sort of thing. You know. Yeah. So they're going to go down and they're going to test these new submarines that could go way beyond down to the bottom of the trench. Yes. And again, I, well, the reason I say this is pretty much a remake of the Meg is because Mei Ying still is away in, in, in the submarine. Well, that was always going to happen. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, I know, but yeah, I don't like, I don't like complete copy and paste. If you, you know, if you now the, these guys do it, they do some. Like I said, I like this better than the original, but don't be taking everything from the original. Um, you don't need to be doing that. Mm. And that was a big, I mean, I, you didn't need her. You didn't need her in the scene. No, she, she's just there. I mean, that, 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 she, her even sort of being in the film at all feels like a studio note that says, look, we'll have to have, um, a kid to, for the kids watching to relate to, um, you know, it's pure, like you get those really irritating kids in the Jurassic Park films. It's, it's pretty much the same thing here. But, you know, she's not too bad. She's not as annoying as, um, you know, some kids that, you know, in those types of films are. She you know, she's nothing against the, uh, the actress herself. Yes. I mean, what they should have done was kept her on top. Yes. And built some kind of quick relationship between her and Jess. Yeah. So have her and Jess running the, you know, Marine One up there and having, you know, and then she ends up learning that Jess is the mole. Mm-hmm. And the one hacking everything. So that would have been a nice little twist. And she'd be up there with the military bad guys coming in and just taking over. That would have been better for her to be up there than just throw her back in yeah, the sun. Yeah, I, I would have liked that a lot too. But I think it was more, oh, let's put the kid in Pearl, um, you know, type thing. And, and the whole relationship thing, you know. Um, stay them. You're grounded for the rest of your life and stuff. But yeah, you can come anyway. You know, you're here now. You know, let's get on with it. Let's you know go fight some sharks and giant octopus, uh, oct- octopi. <laughs> sorry, you know that type of thing. You know, uh, and naturally, you know the kid is sort of she's very sort of she can handle herself and very you know. Um, but you know that, that, that in this type of film, if it was a more serious and tone type of film, I would have an issue with it. But in this type of film, I'm okay with it. Um, I do the, the one thing the film has, and it's a flaw. Quite good guys, don't get me wrong. Just the one flaw, right? <laughs> and we're, and we and I'm I am discussing them, but I got a smile on my face while talking about this film, so it's done its job for me. Yeah. But there, every time someone's in peril, they're they're making jokes. And they're doing wisecracks, or yes, they're just it, guys. You got to put us in your boots here, so you got to be concerned for yourselves here. <laughs> and you're 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 in the, you're twenty five thousand in in, in the depth the there, <laughs> yeah. And you're fucking making wisecracks and jokes, like. 
they find out when they break the trench that when you break the trench, you open up a hole. I wonder what's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah, so the Meg, <laughs> the one that's controlled, sneaks, follows them. I don't know how the fucking thing followed them, whatever. Then <laughs> goes in the trench with them. And then there's three of them now. Because yep. you find out there's an Apex Meg, the big fucker. And then have another Meg. So you have these three size Megs. And Jason's like, oh. Oh, great. Three of them. Yeah. Well, I'd be shitting my pants at this point. Yeah. I mean, you could barely kill the two. I think they're trying to be sort of, um, again, 80s in tone, you know, where, like, um, Arnie, um, you know, Arnie makes quips after, you know, killing someone, let off some steam, Bennett, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so I think they're... But a lot of sort of modern films, like Marvel films, the problem is a lot of serious scenes are juxtaposed with, you know, sort of quirky one-liners and quirky humor, and a lot of the time, it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. And so it also they're... sort of... It, it means that there's sort of you're not taking the scene and the threat and the drama as serious as as you should. A lot of time we don't need humor. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my cheesy one-liners and silliness in films like this, but not the you know, you know, keep keep them under control. You know, we don't we don't need one every five minutes. And what I think, and that's one thing I was disappointed with Ben Wheatley. Um, I think Ben Wheatley I thought would have brought a, a darker tone to yes. this. And especially this sequence. Now, there's some scenes that there's some scenes that, that are coming that work, but they really should have made this a darker tone. This whole bottom scene of the trench, because yeah. this is most of the film. And then when you get to Fun Island and the fucking chaos hits in, yeah, go have yes. ha, ha, go for it. Yeah, make this camp. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I was slightly disappointed in the way. Now it, it does kick into a little bit higher gear where Wheatley starts to show. You know, pretty much the casualties that are about to happen. Yeah. Um, obviously, they crash down there because they have to blow up their the mining people down there. The mining for rocks, and diamonds. The they trench. have to blow up the mining yeah. because they don't want them coming down to see them that they've been doing this. Yes. So, causing them to crash. Yeah. So they they have to walk to point A to point B. And you, you meet these kind of cool little fishes, and you got these little octopi things, and they're all based on obviously real creatures, and or are real creatures. Well, I mean, they're they're, they're playing about it, but with you know, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I I'm no expert in sort of natural science or sort of prehistoric beasts and stuff, but I I'll be pretty confident that they're playing around a bit with um you know facts and stories sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, what's with these fucking raptor fish? Yes. The ones that come on the islands. I don't think they're real. I don't know. Again, I, I'm no... As it, what do you call them? A paleontologist? I'm not a paleontologist, if that's the right yeah. word. But um, I don't know. But I like them. I like them. They were cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, that's what I liked about this, too. The upper game a bit. You got the big octopus we have to deal with soon. And then you've got... Because you've got the uh, the nerd, the guy who clicked the action figures. Yes. He gets eaten by the octopus, but you never see what really what eat him. Yes, the but big you guy. do see it. Yeah. At the, yeah, at the end of the film, we obviously introduced the octopus. Then they obviously got raptor creatures, then they get the megs that show up. I wanted to um, see more of the octopus, um, the giant octopus, especially at the end. We'll just see big tentacles. I don't know whether that was for the program to do with the budget or it didn't look too good, you know, with the CGI. I don't know, but I wanted to see an Ed Wood-style giant octopus. Oh, you can't do that. Going because crazy. Yes, it would take away oct- from the, the sharks, but I like No, giant because the octopus doesn't work that way. 
an octopus. Oh, fuck me, it's an egg. What do you? What do you <laughs> no, seriously, no. I mean, they're you know, they you know. I'm just saying they wouldn't. That'd be stupid. <laughs> I know. I'm what? Saying this it's is stupid. We, we got fucking raptor fish coming out and attacking people. But yeah, no, because if you see the head, the, the, the an octopus. Yeah, you only see, and you see enough of it when uh, Jimmy goes and sticks grenade. And I sticks I wanted to see a man in a and mo- an octopus suit jumping up out of the. Well, suit. that would have been stupid. That would have yeah. been. This isn't. Co- <laughs> this isn't cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I genuinely did want to see that, and I wanted to see much more of the octopus. The giant octopus. I mean, what's not to love about giant octopuses going about killing people? You know. <laughs> now you've got you know they're running out of oxygen. And they're being attacked by everything, which is kind of cool. And they have to get to the uh, the, the door, the, the door. Um, and as they're running, and the, the one of the girls, Sal, Sal, I can't remember what her, her name is, but she is Jimmy's trying to push her along yes. to get get. She's right there, and she pushes him away, like get out of here, I'm dead. And she sacrifices herself because she's not going to make it, and gets eaten by the mag. Um, I thought that was nice. I thought that was self-sacrificing was pretty good. And I also like the fact that you have another character who makes it through and they're decompressing, but her her suit, something was going on with her suit. Yes. I, and so she implodes. Yes, yes. That, that was, I would have liked it to be more gory, um, but, you know, like Total Recall style, when their eyes are popping out, when, you know, they're on the atmosphere of Mars. But again, they, um, again, this is a studio note. They had to play it safe regarding the gore um, to appeal to the PT-13 audience, which, to be f- quite frank, pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see a head exploding with, like, chunks flying over Jason Statham's face and stuff, and for him to go, oh, fuck, or something like that. Even the swear, there's barely yeah. any swearing in this. You know, if I want to see a creature feature like this, I want gore, violence, and general sort of swearing, silliness and stuff, you know? Um, yeah, I, I just don't know why... If, if they're trying to tweak what what didn't work for the Meg, and they've done some nice tweaking here, yes. like I keep mentioning, but why not just make it R? The studio, I have a pretty No, I mean, I just, I think if they made this R, the, I mean, it did pretty well worldwide, but they would have made a lot more money Absolutely. if they made this R. Because people go, okay, now, because people, I mean, fucking Jaws is more violent than yep. this. And this 70, that's 76, and that's PG. Yes, yeah, de- definitely. I mean, this just goes to prove yet again that um, studio execs and um, you know, big producers and stuff are clueless. And, you know, just leave things to the likes of, you know, the director that you've hired, like in this case, Wheatley, you know. Or even listen to Jason Statham because he obviously wanted more of this sort of thing. Yeah, of course, and he even said about this one. Yes, I mean he's not. Um, uh, but this one did pretty good, and you know what's funny about this one? You know, studios spend a lot of money on marketing. Yes, it could almost be more than the budget. Exactly. Yeah. But they this one came out quietly, and I forgot why the strike. Oh yes, right. Because Jason Statham couldn't do any promoting. Yes, yes, that's right. None of them. And could, they couldn't. Yeah. They, they couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Might be a commercial here and there that they've already prepaid for, but that's why it was so quiet coming yes. out. And they're shocked that it did pretty well considering. So, um, I thought they didn't have faith in it. I was like, oh no, that's not. And I think that's what some people think too sometimes, but people don't realize there's no promoting of films here. They can't do it. Mm-hmm. So that's why this was, you know, like I said, it still did well. And I'm glad it did. Uh, Warner Brothers 
every, I'm sure everyone knows what Warner Brothers is going through with the DC Universe and their whole fucking uh, website and streaming site and all is going on. They're selling half their product. Hollywood is collapsing. But, yeah, I know. But they got Oppenheimer, Barbie, and The Meg all came out at the same time and boom. So good on them. I'm glad they're... But, Take that fucking money and do something good with it now. Give me Meg 3 R-rated. Well, I was just about to say, <laughs> the only way that I will watch... Well, there's two ways, actually, I will watch Meg 3. If um, you want to do it for the podcast, just to follow up, you know, for continuity. But the only other way, as as a sort of casual sort of audience member, I would watch it, is if it's R-rated. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll still see it. I'm, I, I like the Megs. Uh, I don't care. I, I still... I can rewatch them. They're so fucking stupid. So, yeah, you got the twist. Jess is up there, you know. She's she's sabotaging everything, and this they find out that she's she's gonna flood the station. Mm-hmm. And Statham's like, "Damn you, Jess!" <laughs> I'm like, "Well, you know, again, if you gave us even five minutes with Jess and the banter she has with everyone, and and they're all good friends and they're all hanging out, not as you know, you just don't care, yeah." Yeah, you, you, you want... I don't know. The, the, there's I no real the fact- emotional weight there to her portrayal, you know? If we had got the portrayal at the very... Like, towards the end, after she was, like, on wacky adventures with them underwater, um, you know, that sort of thing, then we find out it would have been much more of a powerful twist, obviously. But it's just like, oh, this, like, sort of bland, sort of random character who's been in it for, like, two minutes. Um, at the start, it's revealed that she's behind it all. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. You know, um, it would have been better. Like they tried to play this, mm-hmm. um, his right hand man, the gal, Regas, the pilot. Yes, she she's told by Drexel or Jess to kill, shoot Jonas in the heart, Statham. Yes, and we'll get you out of there. Mm-hmm. And she, she's almost going to do it, but then she decides she can't. And it's it's so unconvincing. Yes. That she's going to kill Jason Statham, and so what they should have done is have Jess uh, walk it on the floor with them. Yeah, she went with them. Uh, whether she could play reluctantly, wanted to go, but Jonas makes her go. It could have been something like that. And so when she goes down and they they make it in there, she could have turned on them, and then we find out that she's obviously dating uh, Monty Monty's badass, whatever his name is. Mustache badass, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, and they're down there. Mm-hmm. So that would have been maybe some way to go. We didn't see it coming. Yeah. And keep Rigas up on the top. Something like that. Uh, but they didn't go that route. They went with just way too flat. Yeah. Flat's the perfect word when it comes to some of the, this, actually the story itself is flat. The execution um, of the escape is pretty good. I like again we bring in Jason Statham fighting Mont Mont. Um, was it Mont? Is it Monty? I I um, oh, I, I, I I think it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. He's we'll we'll just a nice bad guy to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So him and it's Jason Statham a good fight uh, doing the little coal thing. Um, there's a nice scene where he's got to go underneath. He's got to swim around in the ocean. And when they're closing, they're locking him in and they're going to drown him. Not drown him, but seal him yes. in. He's got to breathe through his nose and you can see the blood. That's actually um, pretty well done. Again, um, it would have been much more effective if it had been a much more dramatic, if it um, intense, 
if um it had been a bit more sort of gory you know with the blood and all coming out you know because yeah that's quite it's quite a claustrophobic sort of concept well i mean it it knows its rules Mm -hmm. especially when you're in that depth but it's I don't. There yeah, is a bit the, of exposition the, the, as well, where it's you know plainly for the audience, um, you know, um, its benefit. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, well, they Meg this too, whole you know this this whole fucking film is full of that. Yeah. You'll have uh, Mac, who's the sensible one, going, uh, "Yeah, listen, Jonas, you can't be doing that <laughs> uh, because of the uh, the in-depth will the implode and, and yeah. it will pressure will kill blah blah blah." And and Jonas Stanton would go. You don't understand. We've never been this far before. We have to explore. <laughs> and then Mac will go, all right. Yeah. I, I, and so Stephen will say, uh, we'll, we'll sort out our problems one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, no, this is law, this is law of physics here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and so when they, they manage to escape and get to the, uh, I do, I do love how they get to the, uh, the sub. And they kind of reflect back to the old Meg where, oh, my God, don't leave Jimmy behind. You got to seal the door. Yes. I'm not leaving him behind. Not this time. <laughs> and Jimmy comes in. You should have left me behind. <laughs> well, that's what we're all been saying. But as he, he shuts the door and they jettison back up to the, uh, the ocean, there's Monty. He's hanging on there. Yep. He's, hang, he's, hanging, he's, he's hanging on for the ride. Yep. I thought that was kind of fun. So cheesy. So we almost see in like a fucking cartoon. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that. Well, there's certainly more of that than this one, than the original. Now, what they could have done, again, I'm getting mad at it, even though I still enjoy it, where the the uh, what they're doing is Jess has the commandos coming in. The commandos are going to kill everybody on Marine One and to hide up this whole mining expedition is what the whole point is. So they got to clean up. They're the cleaners. Yeah. And Mac and DJ are hiding. And there's a scene with the mace. And it's like, these are these are fucking... Highly trained mercenaries. higher mercenaries. Yes. Yeah. You're not going to win this. Yeah, but the two. And there's a difference between having some good banter like Lethal Weapon or Die Hard and then and getting away with it and having a chuckle. But at the same time, when it becomes Keystone Cops... They'll come on. Yes, yeah, a lot of it. I mean, I suppose on paper it probably looked okay, but it just it's not really pulled off. And um, yeah, again, I would like to have seen more about those um, commandos. And again, I wanted more badass violence from them because that's who they are, you know. And then whatever they obviously then get killed later on by whatever monster, it, it, it has much more effect and payoff for the audience. Yeah, I mean. At this point, I mean, I don't understand. You can use some fucking, you know, fucking CGI. I don't give a shit at this point. Shoot these guys. Mm-hmm. This isn't like a tickle, tickle, tickle. I'll punch them in the mm-hmm. face. These guys are there to kill you and Mei Ying. So at this point, Jonas has been sabotaged by his so-called friend, almost killing him and Mei Ying. Not to mention Mei Ying's uncle, and pretty much did kill his, you know, pretty much half his staff. He goes up there. Quote from jokes and punches him in the head. There should have been a point where he's had enough and 
fucking just goes apeshit. It removes the threat of, of these guys. You know what I mean? You don't take them as serious as you should do. And then whenever like they are being badass, you, you don't actually. You just know that it's going to be okay because like I don't know, DJs run about macing them or something for comic effect. It's it's just a bit weak. Uh, see to be honest with you, the more I think about it, I, the more I think, and I love Ben Wheatley um, and, and his films. The more I think. Ben Wheatley is actually not not the greatest choice for this type of thing uh, because he has no experience with this type of blockbuster type film. Um, yeah, I, I think he was... Uh, uh, I disagree. Yeah. I think that he's the only signing point of this mm-hmm. because he's the one who... The action scenes are quite well done. Mm-hmm. It's the best part, and that's him. And the trench whole, this whole trench scene was fun. Yeah, that's the best part um, of it, actually. Some flaws, some, some flaws... But that's very fun. That's that's an homage to some of the stuff he probably grew up with, like the films I mentioned. <laughs> and so we, that works. And the the Fun Island thing is fucking brilliant. I can have nothing against the Flood Island, Fun Island scene. It's just a couple. Well, it's, it's a couple of things. Where, but there's quite a bit of it. But it's just there's no again the tension's gone. We're not going to get it. We did, I think, a little bit in the bottom there when they were trying, running out of oxygen and they are trying to get to the doors, there's some tension yeah, there. That's the best. I do like the fact the when, 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 when Jonas has to swim to go around and he's got to fight uh, Monty. Mm-hmm. To, you know, it, that all worked. Yes. And that's all due to Ben Wheatley. So I, I no, no, Ben has nothing. I, I just think it's him going by the script and being a yes man to the studio. And that's just because it's his first big outing dealing with the studio. And he, and rightfully so, he doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds at this moment. Um, because he's still established. Well, while the scenes that, you mentioned are, are pretty well done, I think just overall, it's lacking with a bit of bite. You know? I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But it's a step up from the next. Yes, definitely. Yes. So... I, I just think it's so funny that Jess and, and, and Monty are dating. This is the best. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they're just, yeah, it's it's very unconvincing. And then, of course, you've got to steal the whole uh, Samuel Jackson scene from Deep Blue Sea. Mm-hmm. It is quite well done, where she knocks on the glass. Don't worry, the, this, is, this glass is make-proof. <laughs> Bang. Yeah, and as she's giving her big, this is what we'll do next speech, the May comes through and eats her. And... Monty's crying, and Jessica's like, "Are you crying?" <laughs> yeah, he's meant to be a badass. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. I, 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 I also thought they were a very mismatched couple. Also, they weren't. They were a completely unbelievable couple as well. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I mean, she's a good-looking gal. He's a fucking yeah. Ugh, she's an educated woman know. and stuff, and he's basically just a thug, you know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I wonder how they met. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just uh, really unconvincing. It just did not take their. It's just like what? So right there in a relationship, well, and then but you don't get any backstory or anything, you know. It's- I think the problem with the film is when they're going from A to C, mm-hmm. it's how they handle B. Yeah, that's exactly what it is because they're down the trench. That's A. That's good. Now they have to the um, they've got to get to the Marine Marine One Fun Island. The B. The B, no, they have to get to Marine One. Further down the trench, they have to get to Marine One, right? Yep. So the B part is getting these commandos to take over Marine One. And it, it be like that, that's that whole Keystone Cop scene. And then now they have to get from Marine One to Fun Island. But the B part is the horrible scene where they're on this raft, pretty much a raft. 
boat to get them to track one of the sharks. And the Meg's following them, about to eat them. And they go, hold off, wait. And somehow the Meg attacks the people that are about to shoot. Yeah. I, I mean, it was so obvious it was going to happen as well. Um, you know. Yeah, but it was just like, how, this, how do you time this? So my point is that anytime they're getting to sea, it's B that seems to be the problem. I, the execution? Makes sense? Yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. It's always the middleman that seems to be the problem here. It, it's not very um, well executed, just the, these types yeah, of things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I'm still going with it because now we're at Fun Island. For, and I'm like, here we go. This is what I was waiting for. This is fucking nuts and chaos. And I'll tell you what, it all works. I fucking love this hole. And it's about 40, 40 minutes, not even 40, but I will say 35, 40 minutes. And it's fucking nuts. It doesn't stop. It's good fun. It's, yeah. It is so fun. I think DJ and Mac, no, um, sorry, Mac and Jimmy work really well together. Uh, those guys have some really fun banter. Like when he's trying to fuel the helicopter yes, in yes, the air. They're good things. And, yeah, and then when Driscoll gets you in the helicopter. And those raptor things and, obviously lifted from you know the, the actual velociraptors from Jurassic Park. Well, I don't think they're raptors. I'm no, no, I know that. They're, they're, they're like, but, but they're, I don't think they are, but, they're like, but let's just call them face raptors. Yeah, I'll call them face raptors yeah. <laughs> at this point. But, but they're so fun when they're attacking the gunmen. And then you have the scene where... They don't, like like I said, they need the violence, but we didn't get it. So at this point, Driscoll, who's causing this whole chaos, she is in the helicopter, <laughs> and she's got the gun, and the little fucking raptor fish her, trails her out. grabs her. Well, it's funny, because instead of seeing her getting devoured, he just runs with her and drags her, and <laughs> she's trying to fire the gun, and she's fucking panicked. It's fucking funny, and it's good. It's a good death, actually. But you don't see this much. Is, this is but it thing. still works. Um, with sort of villains, uh, for a start, she is not that convincing, or she doesn't have much of a presence as a villain. But even if she did, yeah. So the payoff has to be where they actually you do see their death and all its gory detail. But again, it goes back to the the PG thirteen um, sort of aspects of it. Well, wait, at this point, though, the conversation, dude, we must move on from it. We're not getting it. <laughs> you know, and we know. We're I know what I know. But I'm going with like you got Statham did his own stunts because he used to be a professional uh, diver, That's right? So yeah. he did all this jet ski. The jet ski stuff was really nicely shot. And again, this is going Ben Wheatley mm-hmm. wasn't is definitely I think the right man for the choice at the time because he, he's he's got some nice shots. He's got some nice uh, camera shots um, facing uh, Statham, and when Statham uh, you know flips the uh, the uh, what do you call it the uh, the wave runner, yes, and you follow with him. And the great thing about the, his style of directing, it's not a cheat. There's no quick cuts, and you're like, "What? What happened there? What happened there?" It's smooth, mm-hmm. and you see every detail. There's a beautiful shot where he's trying to spear one of the sharks, but then the uh, the shark flies up in the air, and he uses the wave, and it's done in slow mo, and he uses the yeah, wave. Like if, if no, you know, he uses the wave and then he, he spears the other shark. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's realizing luck going on at this point. But yes. Yeah. yeah. The rest is fucking nuts. And then you got the octopus just grabbing people and eating them. And it's just fucking, just, what the fuck? <laughs> and I had the best time. And then when they're, when they're in the, uh, when Mac and DJ, they're in the, uh, and Jimmy, they're all in the shed with the commandos. Yes. 
and he, he makes you know DJ back up, and the garage door opens, and then the commandos are getting attacked by the the raptor fish. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sorry, I just fucking enjoyed this. I, can't, I, can't, this was, I mean, I'm so, certainly I'm not knocking it. It is an enjoyable finale. It's it's very it's entertaining for sure. Um, but yeah, there's always that part of me that's looking at to be um basically you know again come back the gore i wanted more gore and violence yeah but it i is mean fun. Uh, yeah and it's I, mean, I want to see more of it uh, yeah they come on jason stand this there's another there's two more sharks left and he goes i've got this <laughs> and he takes the fucking propeller one problem at a time the, the yeah. One, the one yeah the propeller and the shark and it's actually well done it's well it shot is. where and you see it coming through its brain yeah, it sticks right it's up fucking, it. yeah yeah i mean it, in and then you have the last one, which is the controlled Meg, which he goes beep beep. Yeah, well, that was set and up I, from the start. I, like that was obvious that was going to happen. Oh, I know, I know. And then Monty's gets kicked into the mouth. <laughs> that was pretty good, you know. And that whole scene where the shark uh, starts eating at the uh, the pier. Yes, and, and just, he basically and kicks and it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was a nice little scene. They say that was an homage to Jaws. I think there's a lot uh, of. I mean, there's even homage to Jaws two and stuff. And I mean, they even openly talk yeah. about Jaws two in this. Yeah, when he's banging on the propeller, yeah, it's DJ. That's the about, same yeah. thing. It's the same thing he did yeah. in Jaws too. But he's banging on the cord, the, mm-hmm. the wiring, whatever. Um, but yeah, there you go. The make two, the trench. The yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I do. I do like that. It's basically a game of two halves. It's basically you know the whole sort of underwater base um, film. Um, for the first half, and then we get to the sort of crazy creature feature stuff, you know, in the second half. Um, I think over, overall, it is it's enjoyable, it's passable, um, and a hell of a lot better than the first one. But uh, it it is lacking in the aspects which which we've just discussed. Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't argue with those. I mean, it's the same thing going back to make one. I can't really argue with what people are saying. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if 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 an action film puts a smile on my face. And it's not insulting. I'm gonna fucking like give it a pass. Mm-hmm. This is the way it is. Um, it's got some issues. Um, that could be the teething issues you were talking about with with Wheatley, but he did a, a real nice job with the action sequences. He implemented some much better suspense, at least in the first half of the film, uh, with the people down in the trench, running out of air and stuff. Yeah, and running out of air and people getting eaten. There, you know, mm-hmm. um, and. People you already introduced to, which you actually you might have been introduced to them for like two minutes, but I was much more invested in these guys than I was in the first group of people that were in the mag. They, they were just so bland, and yeah, you brought back the right people. Um, I think the the villains are just comic book villains, aren't they? They're meant to be, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. But what's wrong with giving us a little twist and turn? And that's the one thing I thought Wheatley would have brought in. Yeah, because Wheatley is really good at intense dramas. That's what he's known for. Well, that's uh, what I was hoping for. drama. And, and that's... You weren't going to get Kill List from <laughs> The Meg, too. Let's get that right. But again, he could have implemented... What I mean is, help the Jess twist a little better. We could have handled... Um, well, the, the point B's better. And that's where I thought Wheatley would have shined a little more. But again... I. It goes back to maybe, and this is probably what happened. Hey, Ben, you're a great filmmaker. You want to come to a big studio and help us out? Sure, I like the Meg. I'll do it. And I think his hands are tied yeah. in some of this stuff that I'm talking, that I want. To a certain extent, yeah. 
I think in other ways, maybe with really ramping up the sort of action and stuff, Wildest Hands would have been tied by the studios as well. I think he was maybe, because probably, his, I think, it, I believe it's his first time doing this sort of thing. I mean, it is. Um, it is. So uh, he was maybe a little um, pun intended out of its depth. But um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, but you know what? For a guy who's out of his depth, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll repeat a broken record. The action scenes are fucking great. And so I hope Ben Wheatley gets a chance to write his own script and to do an action uh, film. Make three, maybe. And, and, and maybe let him balls to the wall. Let him do make three. Call it make three balls to the wall. <laughs> let people know that you're going to, okay, you guys want you you guys want us to up it? You got it. Ben, have at it. <laughs> um, and that's the way it should be. Jay Statham wants it, and he's producer. Yeah. So producer, if you want Jason Statham back, he's going to want more killing. And you know he's he's right, but at the end of the day, guys, it's the fucking Meg. I don't. I mean, I'm reviewing this film as a creature feature, and come on, fuckers, what do you want? <laughs> Barbie makes a billion dollars. I mean, give me a fucking break. And we're about to talk about Barbie, and uh, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I know what you guys want. I think we're done. Now. <laughs> no, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've made all my points. I don't need to go over them yeah, again. We don't need to yeah. rehash it again. Yeah. Um, I think where you and I, I made valid points. Yeah, I, I, I take on board your points, and I, I pretty much agree with most of them. Um, but just maybe, yeah, I mean, you know where to stand. I, um, whether, yeah, I'll not repeat myself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just think in a, a day and age where Barbie is pretty much tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's smarter than it looks. Fine, I'll give you that. But I'll comment when I've seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I mean, what, what happened to getting your popcorn and getting your, your, your pop and going to the cinema and watching something? You come, put your smile on your face. And you come out and you go do your shopping, whatever you're going to do. What did you think of the, the yeah. um, Doctor Who reference? There isn't a Doctor Who Oh, there, there's a massive one? So there is. Oh, fuck off. The director, no, the, Ben Wheatley, has directed two episodes of Doctor Who. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the Peter Capaldi era. Um, Great. Yeah, he did. Great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's. Wow, I'm a better man now. Thank you. <laughs> You'll sleep better tonight knowing that. <laughs> oh, fuck me. All right, guys, we're going to end this one. Uh, the new issue of Phantasmagoria is officially out. Yes, it is. Uh, with my review of the Meg 2. Yep. And, of course, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is in there. And uh, so go check it out. Obviously, Phantasmagoria has got uh, a handful of reviews, short stories of the macabre, the Lovecraftian, and the fantasy. Yep. Um, Articles, so, interviews, a lot. Yeah. Give big big feature King Kong as well for you film lovers. There you go. You know, yeah. He, he pissed all over the bag, but he puts King Kong on the fucking cover. King Kong's one of the... Well, I'm not going to put the bag in the cover. I don't have a bag artwork for a start, but... Yeah, <laughs> that, that's where you throw people off. What the fuck? King Kong is one of the greatest films and um, certainly creature features ever made. But it's certainly... The, I would consider one of... Consider... Well, pro- probably, arguably, yeah. It's it's the greatest monster movie ever made. All things considered. All right. Fair the enough. Meg is not. Fair enough. <laughs> I beg you different. <laughs> all right, that's uh, the new Asian Fantasmagoria is available um, all over the world at Amazon. Yes. And locally here at Forbidden Planet in Belfast. Yep. 
Correcto Mondo. And a couple places yep. in the U.S. Yep. Uh, you can give us a shout. Feel free to reach out. Send us an email. Send us your thoughts and whatnot at citizen frame underscore podcast and Instagram. I keep forgetting to mention these at every podcast now. <laughs> and of course, Facebook. Uh, next up, that's right. It's Barbie time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I guarantee you. I guarantee you, Trevor. You're gonna go. Please, can we watch the May? <laughs> Well, I haven't seen it, and you know, prior to recording this podcast, I watched. I started watching it, and well, I watched about five minutes. Again, this is not my thoughts on the film, but I stopped after five minutes and stuck on Damien Owen two instead. So wow, there you. So again, that's not my thoughts on the film because I've only watched the start of it. But I tune in next time, folks, and you'll hear both me and Kieran's thoughts on Barbie. Yeah, it's coming soon. All right, guys, um, that's all we've got. Get ready for Halloween month and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, So uh, that's a wrap. Take care.